The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, always presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They got that awesome promo code, Podcast One, for the 50% sign-up bonus. He is Steve Fezzik. The only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling over at the Westgate, the Super Contest Casino. Awesome. At Fezzik Sports on Twitter and only at Fezzik Sports, except no imposters. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, was almost six teams in seven years, by the way. Could tell that story on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast or maybe in a newsletter email sometime. Make sure you signed up over at RossTucker.com. We only do like once a one a quarter every month every once in a while. It's just a funny story from a time when I was a player. Anyway, Steve, we need a major, major bounce back week. It was well, it was one of those weeks. We both took it on the chin, which means there's a great chance. It is a bounce back week here. And shout out to the BetQL app because I'm going to take into account some of their algorithms and some of their sharp data even more this week. So shout out BetQL app. Steve, as I mentioned, it was one of those weeks, man. Uh, You finished up down seven units. I was down eight units for the season You are now even, and I am up 12 units. We really, really took it on the chin. You're going to have some of those weeks over the course of a season, Ross, frankly. And, um, you know, I wonder, I hate to make any excuses, but, you know, we went ahead and taped a day early on Tuesday, and I wonder if that had something to do with it. It's a lot, there's a lot more information available Wednesday when you've got 24 more hours to do all your work. But but still, I, I don't want to make excuses. Some bad calls on my part. Well, and we can go through it because I think there are cases where it helps you, cases where it hurts you, et cetera, because I do think that there is some merit to what you're saying. But, you know, there are also weeks where we record it Tuesday or Wednesday and we kind of get ahead of the number for whatever reason. So 
I guess that goes both ways. I actually think if you remember, Steve, we were at uh, we recorded Tuesday, and Brian did not tee us up because he was at Yankee Stadium. So Brian did not actually read the lines. I did. And it was by far our worst week ever. So I got to tell you, I got to I gotta put all the blame on Brian um, for not being able to do the normal routine. So we will get back into the normal routine today. But we'll start with our buddy Dave Mason from betonline.ag. You guys know the deal. Use the promo code PODCAST1 for the 50% welcome bonus. Dave, in your expert opinion... Steve and I had really bad weeks last week, by far our worst, maybe ever doing the show. And it was also the only show that I can remember where Brian was producing the ALCS at Yankee Stadium and it was noisy, so he couldn't read the lines. Pretty clearly, it's all Brian's fault and he owes everybody listening a lot of money, correct? Yeah, I mean, you can't, it's too noisy and you can't read those lines, you know, it's, it's, it's horrible. Got to stay away from those baseball games and stick with football. You know what's amazing? Steve, do you ever have anything superstitious? Because honestly, now I, I am now like superstitious now about Brian not reading the lines to us and the, the impact that that had on us. And I know it's not logical. I know it had no impact. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm grasping at straws. Have you ever had something where you're like, you know what? I know this is not real evidence, but I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. Sure. Um, example, and I'm not overly superstitious either, but on a winning streak, I'm not cutting my hair. I'm not changing things <laughs> in my routine as opposed to a bad week. Yeah, then absolutely I'll do it. Dave, curious, um, wanted to get your thoughts on NBA and the World Series. So we're also we're obviously one game into the World Series. What kind of handle do you guys get on the World Series and how much of a difference does it make now that, you know, the Astros lost game 1 with the uh unstoppable Garrett Cole? Um yeah, no, the the action's awesome. We're, we're at that time of year the sports equinox where there's all four sports major sports going on at once and and uh so it, it's a great time at bet online i mean that taking action on everything everybody's betting everything right even guys that don't base bet baseball all regular season they're betting the world series they're they're betting some of the playoffs but definitely the world series so the action's awesome i mean uh it's probably twice as much action on the world series last night not quite twice as much but almost twice as much as both the nba games combined and we had that whopper of a uh, game out in LA last night, which was awesome handle. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, we're we're rooting for the uh, Nationals. We're rooting for them from the future standpoint. We're in the black on both teams, but our profit from the Nationals is about four times greater than our profit uh, from from the um, the Astros. So we have a rooting interest there, and we we definitely had a rooting interest on them last night. So all good so far. World Series off of a good start for Bet Online. Yeah, I'm I'm a huge Nationals fan ever since that clown assistant GM for the Astros did what he did. I'm I'm now all in on right. on the Nationals. I wonder, do you ever have instances where something like that, sort of an off the field or social event or whatever, 
ends up getting more interest. Like I'm a lot more interested in the World Series now because of what that clown show did, and I want the Nationals to win. Like, have you ever noticed anything like that actually increase, like changing the odds or increasing the handle? Yeah, I I, I don't know about that. I, I'm not sure. Um, I, I mean, I think long term, any any time the sports in the spotlight, you know, PR. You know, I'm a PR guy, so anytime. People are talking about a sport that's going to generate more interest, so I think it's a slow churn kind of thing. I mean, you're not going to have the masses coming over to to fade them all of a sudden or anything, but it's just more of a slow churn where just keep stuff in the news cycle, keep talking about stuff, people keep noticing and watching and and everything. So it's I, I, that's how I see it, um, you know. Steve, did you have any uh, any bets on the World Series? I had a couple proposition bets, and I actually took the uh, the Nats plus the one and a half on the run line as well, chopped out the prop bets, had Scherzer over for strikeouts. But I think Dave's right that all of a sudden when it's the World Series and more products up there with more props, and maybe that maybe a few books have it over the course of the season, but now it seems like every book has it, so it's um, something that more and more betters look at. And then for the NBA, I'm curious uh, how much more reaction you get for the first game than like the other 81, if that makes sense, uh, Dave. Uh, well, you know, the first one, there's a big splash, especially that game last night. You know, the, the, the two best, well, according to the odds, the two best teams um, in, in the league, both were plus 450 co-favorites to win the NBA championship. Um, so you had the two favorites. Both in LA, and with all the big free agency signings and moves. I mean, you know, talking about going back to what I was saying, you know, keeping stuff in the news cycle. I mean, during the quote unquote slow season, the slow season wasn't so slow with the NBA with all that free agency stuff a few months back. And I mean, the, the Lakers and the Clippers were two of the that made two of the biggest splashes. I mean, their names were everywhere. So yeah, you factor all that up, and, and the, the action on that last night's game it was just awesome. Now. It does go back down for NBA, you know, as, as football's the king right now. So, you know, the, the, the loyal NBA guys come back. Uh, the semi-loyal guys will bet a big game like last night. But it really – it takes off once football starts. Once, okay, football's out of the way. I still want to get in the action. What am I going to bet next? Well, college basketball and NBA are the next biggest thing. Then it really takes off in the playoffs, uh, the postseason. That's when it really catapults. But, no – no complaints on the action on last night's game. I mean, it, you know, it was. I tweeted out there was there were two games last night, and there's as much money on a Lakers spread as the other three three teams combined. So that kind of gives you a little bit of an idea how big that game was last night. Steve, did you put uh, any NBA bets in uh, before the season started? Just some season win plays, and just to pull back the curtain on how pros bet, Ross. I can tell you that. Literally 10 minutes after Zion injured his knee, I had a truckload of New Orleans Pelicans under 39.5 for their season wins, and then right before the season started, played back over 35. Those are the sort of bets that pro bettors make, and that's why the best pro bettors are going to win every year because they're going to get things like that. Having said that, you know I have the Indianapolis Colts under 9.5 wins, which look like a lock back in August, and now looks like a fair valuation. That's another good question, Dave. Do you, um, you know, when there's a player as popular as Zion, 
you know, I, like I'm going to watch when he's on. Like I, I love that guy. So how much of a difference does that make when there's a really popular player that increases the interest um, for a particular team and maybe the entire sport? How much does that help you guys? Oh, a ton. I mean, him being out of that game last night. I mean, you know, they, they had that opening night doubleheader. And, of course, the Battle of L.A., we already discussed that. But, but you know damn well that they had Pelicans on opening night because of Zion, right? I mean, he, he's one of, this, one of those one-in-a-decade players that comes in that's awesome and a freak and, and all the marketing money that can be put into him. So when, he get, when he's not playing in that game, you know, you know – not only are the people, the TV people, like, oh, hell, you know what I mean? The, the fewer people are going to watch this game, and what's that mean? Fewer people are going to bet that game. So the action, whereas the action on the L.A. game was awesome, the action on the first game was a little, eh. You know, you just knew it would have been probably 33% more, maybe more, if Zion was playing. I'd say 33 to 50% more action we would have took on that game if Zion was, was playing. So, yeah, all that stuff has an impact, without a doubt. Always great to talk with our buddy Dave Mason. Make sure you're going to betonline.ag with the promo code PODCAST1. Especially during the NFL regular season, we really focus on the NFL. But always good to get your thoughts, hear what's going on at World Series and NBA. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, fellas. Have a good one. All right. So we've established now from multiple people, Steve, that last week was all Brian's fault. So when we make our picks this week, we will absolutely unequivocally get back on track, correct? Correct, and it is purely causal. It's Brian to blame. Yeah, it's causation. There's no question. Uh, here's what happened, Steve. Uh, you and I both took the Broncos. Look, there's no way around it. We were just on the wrong side there. The Broncos really pooped the bed. Uh, they lost 30-6. to six. Thankfully, I put two units on the under, as well uh so i pushed that game you know because the under hit but our best bet went down then we get to the colts and the texans that was your only win of the weekend steve you had the colts laying a point for one unit they came through they won that game by a touchdown then you get to the dolphins and the bills and and uh i don't know you know what he has you down as minus two for the Bills, but you just leaned Buffalo. So uh, might need to check on that uh, now that I look at it a little bit deeper. Do you remember, Steve, if you, um, if you actually took the Bills? I think you just leaned them, right? I thought I just leaned. I can't be certain. I know that my power ratings had the Bills um, as a sig- sig- even higher than the 17, and that was when Rosen was supposed to start as opposed to Fitzpatrick. There was a change midweek, and that changed my entire opinion on the game. But I would have been surprised if I would have given out a play, and I so rarely will lay 17, especially on the team with the Bills. Um, yeah, well, he has you down for just leaning, but then when I look, it says minus two for you. So maybe you were only minus five um, for the weekend. I had the under, boy, that – that's the one that probably bothers me the most, Steve, because under was looking good the whole time until rookie Preston Williams fumbles for the Dolphins at like the 20-yard line, and the Bills were able to get a touchdown after that. Otherwise, they would have just ground the clock out. I would have actually hit it easy. It would have been 24-14 to uh, 14 
pretty easy. No, no. It would have been 17 because they scored a touchdown on the um, on the onside kick. So it would have been like 17 to 14, something like that. Instead, that Preston Williams fumble killed me. And then how about Fitzpatrick? Did you see that lunatic run over the DB at the one-yard line when they were down 24-14 with like a minute left? I did not see that play, but that's not um, unusual for Fitzpatrick to do that sort of activity. Yeah, he screwed me, and I'm going to tell him about it Monday night when I'm on the sideline for the Steelers and the Miami Dolphins. So I lost two units there. We think you did nothing there. How about the Packers and the Raiders? Now, look, I was on the wrong side here. The Raiders' defense was terrible, and they lost by a lot. But, Steve, not only did they have a lead, they had three touchdowns taken away. They had Derek Carr doing the touchback fumble thing at the one-inch line, which uh, cost them a touchdown. And then they had Josh Jacobs get stopped on two runs at the one-yard line. And then uh, Carr threw an interception late. Like, I, I still feel like um, in a couple of these, the Denver game, I was obviously on the wrong side. For the under in Buffalo, Miami, and for the Raiders, I actually feel pretty good about it. Like, I, I feel like it was all right. Yeah, I still can't understand why NFL players struggle so much with situational uh, conditions you reach the ball out for the pylon when it's fourth and goal maybe third and goal never on first or second and goal where th- you have that risk um i don't i just don't understand it um maybe you can explain to me ross it's just there's so much going the game's so fast and there's so much going on that it's just muscle memory at that point versus situational awareness correct i i, I think you're just like in the heat of the moment, you're just thinking, I just got to get the ball to the pylon. And, and honestly, you're not thinking that you're going to lose control of it. You know what I mean? Like you're thinking, I'm just going to tap the ball against the pylon, touchdown. Uh, we both passed Jacksonville, Cincinnati. Our other best bet, we had the Falcons against the Rams, and there's no way around it. That was a terrible bet. We both lost two units. Much like the Denver one, Steve, neither one of our best bets were even close. The Broncos and the Falcons stink. Yeah, serves me right for betting on a dead team that just had lost on an extra point the week before. Me bad. No question. Uh, we both leaned Washington. That would have been a good bet um, because they lost 9 nothing. Man, that's one. Did you get any money on that, Steve, when you saw the weather? Yes, I did. And we talk about edges and, and the like. If you got a good weather report on that game, that total dropped from 41.5 down to 38.5 is where it closed. But having watched the game, you could have set a total of 20, and you still would have wanted the under. It really compromised both offenses completely. I'm mad I didn't just take the under to start. Like, I didn't think there'd be very many points in that game. Um, We both leaned Tennessee. That would have been the way to go. We both lean Seattle. Now, this is puzzling to me because I write a a weekly column for BetQL, Steve. BetQL.co, the BetQL app. And and I had as my best bet the Ravens getting three and a half. So I am, like, stunned. I, I don't know why I didn't take them last Tuesday. I don't know what happened. But something something happened there because 
I really liked the Ravens getting three and a half and somehow didn't say it on this show. So that's on me. But you can read the column from last Wednesday. Maybe I maybe one day changed my mind. I don't know. Um, but we both leaned Seattle. That would have been bad. New Orleans, Chicago. I put one unit on the Saints. You put two on the Bears. The Bears are not very good, Steve, and the and the Saints really, really are. Yeah, the Saints destroyed the Bears in that game. Wow, did I have a bad week. If, if I would have played action points where you bet one unit for every point you cover by, I would have um, just gotten annihilated because actually in the Bears – May have only lost by 11, but they're down 26 with three minutes to play. Next up, it is the Eagles. You passed. I showed faith in them. Wow. That really surprised me. Eagles were getting three points. They lose 27 to 10. Real, I really thought they'd have a better performance than that. that. That surprised me. And then I put a unit on the Jets getting nine and a half points, and they got slaughtered. So, for the week, again, I was down eight units. It hurt. Um, you were down, I think, just five units. Uh, actually, you know what? Two, four, six. No, nah, he didn't grade you on that. Uh, you were down You were down seven units. He was right. He doesn't have you down here. Um, two, four, six. No, you were down five units. You were down five units. So I think he's wrong on that. The Birdman, we love him. At L Birdman on Twitter. Todd, please check that. If you can, go back and listen to the tape. We are 10 of 15 now on our best bets after losing both. Let's move on. It is a do you believe in a bounce back week, Steve? Like after a bad week like that, are you a believer in the bounce back week or is it again no correlation whatsoever? No correlation. Memoryless property. Um, wins or losses shouldn't matter going forward. All right, let's do it, Bry. All right, so my question is, this was all my fault last week, right? Is it, that's yes. what you said earlier. Correct. So what do I get for giving the lines this week? You get uh, like, the why is of- it Why is it to my advantage to, to give the lines? Because when you give the lines, we win, and all of our listeners win, which means we get more listeners, and we get more advertising dollars, and you get more money. Fair enough. Then here we go. Today's lines, as they always are, presented by betonline.ag. And using that code podcast one, we'll start off Thursday night football. It's Washington at Minnesota. Vikings laying 15 and a half points, Ross, with a total of 42. 15 and a half is too many. I think the Vikings win. They probably win by a lot. But 15 and a half is too many points for me to lay. I'll Man, I'm tempted to take the Redskins. I am very tempted to take the Redskins because I'll just lean Washington. 15 and a half is a lot, but the Vikings are also a lot better. I'm going to pass the Thursday games when there's a big favorite for the home team. Have actually, actually, we've seen the home team cover more often than not. However, Kirk Cousins... It turns out he is a creature of habit. He blocks out his days in 15-minute increments. And when Kirk Cousins starts a 1 o'clock Eastern start time, the Vikings cover two-thirds of the time. When he starts any other game, the Vikings only cover one-third. So 
I'm not going to buck against that trend. If you ask me in a Minnesota Viking game going forward, who am I betting on? I'm like, well, what time does the game start? And if it doesn't start one, one o'clock Eastern, I'm going to lean to their opponents, but I'll pass. I don't want the Redskins. Steve, on to Sunday. It's the Giants and the Lions. Detroit laying seven points with a total of 49.5. Yeah, I like the Giants. I know they were bad against Arizona, but I'm going to take the Giants plus seven for two units. All about Detroit getting beat up against the Vikings cornerback Slay. Another cornerback got injured. Cluster injuries on the line, including Snacks Harrison and linebacker and carry on Johnson's out. So with all those injuries to Detroit, Detroit, I think the perception is that Detroit is a slightly above average team, but with those injuries, I think that they're a below average team and therefore they should not be laying seven giants, two units. I'm with you on that. Uh, they're also not real happy that they traded Quandre Diggs. I think it sends a bad message. Plus the carry on Johnson thing is significant. I'll also take the Giants, two units, getting those seven points. Even if they lose, I think they're going to bounce back from a really bad performance against the Cardinals and play better. Two units uh, for me on the Giants. I'm also going to put two units on the under. I just don't think there's going to be that many points scored in this game. I know the Giants' defense hasn't been very good, but the Lions' defense is decent and I don't think the Lions are going to be able to put up as many points. Two units on the under 49 and a half. The best bet. Tampa Bay, Ross, at the Tennessee Titans. And Tennessee laying two and a half points. Total 45 and a half. Tough to have a great feel for the Bucks coming off of a bye. I like what Tannehill did compared to Mariota, but they still probably should have lost to the Chargers. So I'm going to pass the game. You know, before I give my opinion on this, Ross, let me ask you, why did you get any intel on the Detroit trade? Because by all reports, Diggs was a really popular guy and they didn't really get anything for him, right? Supposedly somebody said he wasn't buying into the system uh, and they wanted to play some young guys, but it's weird because they get a fifth rounder back and give up a seventh rounder. So, they're basically moving up like 60 picks at the end of the draft to trade one of their toughest players, one of their most most well-liked players. It's a weird one to me. All right. As far as uh, Tennessee, Tampa, I'm going to go ahead and like Tampa Bay here for two units. This is all about strength of schedule. If you look at the teams Tampa Bay has played, they've won almost two-thirds of their games. Tennessee's opponents have won less than 40% of their games. So, I know that the stats may not look all that good for Tampa Bay. Well, that happens when you play Carolina twice and San Francisco and the Rams and New Orleans. And because of that, the perception is these two teams are equal. I do think that Tampa's a better team. Two units, Tampa Bay. Chargers at the Chicago Bears, Steve, and the Bears laying four points with a total of 40. All right, I'm going to lean to the Charger. Uh, Chargers, the Bears are overvalued, and it's really based upon that 12-4 and four year last year was a mirage. They, um, in that year, everything broke right. They had an easy schedule. Uh, the turnovers went their way, and they really didn't have anybody injured. And Trubisky appears to have lost his confidence. One thing that's interesting about Trubisky is that he ran, uh, five, on average, I think, five times a game last year. 
And this year, he's running one time a game on average. I don't understand that. That's hurting the offense as well. And the Bears are missing their run stuffer, Hicks, who's very important. Um, so why is it just a lean? Well, the Chargers O-line, which looked to be getting healthier, is actually getting worse. Chargers have been arguably the most injured team in the NFL, and now their guard, Forrest Lamp, is out. Pouncey's out their center, and their left tackle, Kuhn, was supposed to come back last week, and he didn't. Because of the Chargers' problems on the O-line, it's just a lean. Boy, that's interesting. Um, I'm going to put one unit on the Chargers. You know, Rivers usually still finds a way. Uh, the Bears are really, really bad on the offensive side of the ball. Chargers' defense is pretty good. I'll take the Chargers getting four points with one unit. Ross, Seattle Seahawks. Seven-point favorites at the Atlanta Falcons. Total is 50-and-a-half. Do we know, Matt Ryan, if, do we know if he's playing or not, Steve? We do not. If I had to put a percentage on it, I would say 40% that Ryan starts a little less than half, but we don't know yet. Wow. Man, if this was six-and-a-half, I'm taking Seattle. Uh, at seven, I'm I'm not – as confident about it. It'll just be a lean for me to Seattle. But the Falcons are really bad. They just traded Sanu. Matt Ryan might not play. You know what? I just talked myself into it. Seven's just such a key number, especially in the NFL. Yikes. I'm torn on this one, Steve. You know what? When I'm torn, I'm staying away from it. I'll just lean Seattle. I'll lean Seattle as well. Um, Atlanta has one of the worst backups in the NFL in Matt Schaub. Oh, he did look great um, in his final drive against the Rams last week, but I'll pass. Steve, the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, at home, five-point favorites against the New York Jets, 41.5 the total. Just a lean to the Jets. I think um, an annihilation versus the Patriots, and you got to worry a lot about Darnold and how he's playing. I'm also worried about Minshew, who has slowed down, has two straight games where he's completed less than half of his passes. Maybe the, the NFL has gotten film on him. We'll see. I saw him make some inaccurate passes the last couple of weeks. So I'll go ahead and just have a lean to the Jets. Uh, Jets are getting five and a half, right, Bry? Yes. All right. I'm taking the Jets. I think the Jets were embarrassed Monday night. I think they will bounce back and play much better. And I think Minshew mania is starting to struggle a little bit. I got two units on the Jets. That's actually the column I wrote for BetQL this week. I, I love the Jets in this game, getting the five and a half. Two units on the Jets. Ross, the next one is Philadelphia at Buffalo and the Bills. One and a half point favorites with a total of 43. Kind of interesting, isn't it, Steve, that they're basically telling us that they still think that the Eagles are a better football team than the Bills. Do you agree with that? Do your power ratings agree with that? My power ratings do not agree with that. I've got these two teams rated equally, Ross. Wow. All right. Well, I, I just can't do it in terms of the Eagles. They got two practice squad guys uh, playing D-tackle along with Fletcher Cox. I My lean would be to the Eagles. But I just can't show faith in them after those back-to-back -back performances. They're going to have to prove it to me before I put my and, and your hard-earned money on them. This is just a lean to the Eagles, but I'm passing the game. I'm going to lean to Buffalo and not only 
am I concerned about what I'm seeing with Philadelphia in terms of their energy level, especially during the Dallas game? But I'm worried about the schedule situation. Third straight, really tough physical game. They just lost at Minnesota. They just lost at Dallas. So now they go on the road against another tough opponent. I will lean to Buffalo. Steve, the Rams are in London, 13-point favorites against the Cincinnati Bengals. 48.5 is the total. So the Rams are bonding in Georgia, practicing there till Thursday when they'll fly out. And frankly, that minicamp idea during the year has worked well so far. We saw San Francisco do that in Youngstown, Ohio, before crushing the Bengals. And I believe we saw New Orleans spend a week up in Washington before beating the Seahawks. Um, you got to worry about the Bengals coach, Zach Taylor, how is he going to handle a road trip, a unique situation that should favor the more experienced team? But the line's 13, so I'm going to pass. Yeah, I'm passing it too. If anything, I would, I would maybe lean Cincinnati under the thought process of they can't continue to be that bad. And Zach Taylor was with Sean McVay the last couple of years with the L.A. Rams, so he's got a really good understanding of what they do. And also, I don't think that you know, McVeigh would really try to punish Taylor. Like, I don't think he would, you know, I think he would probably call the dogs off once they're up three scores and maybe the Bengals could get a, get a score late so that they only lose by 10 or something like that. So I would lean, um, I would lean to Cincinnati on that one, but it's a no play for me. Arizona at New Orleans, the Saints nine and a half point favorites. 48 total. Is it me? Yes, it is. Sorry. I didn't hear you say Ross. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I kind of like Arizona in this game. I, I like how Arizona's playing. Nine and a half points seems like a lot of points for the way the Cardinals are playing right now. So I'm going to put one unit on the Cardinals getting the nine and a half points. Going to lean to Arizona. You know, their offense has been much better with Tyler Murray running the ball. The first four games, he ran the ball four and a half times per game. The last three games, he's running the ball over 10 times per game. And the defense has to protect against that, and that's leaving receivers open. Murray's completion rate has gone up the last three games. It's been at 67%. So with that improvement, I'm going to lean Arizona. Steve, let's talk about Oakland and Houston. In Houston, six-and-a-half-point favorites are the Texans with a total of 51-and-a-half. Yeah, let's go ahead and lean Houston-Oakland on the road again. Fifth straight road game. There's a buy-in there as well. I think 21,000 miles traveled. So if ever there was a tired team in the NFL, it should be the Oakland Raiders. Um, also, they have um, their running back, Josh Jacobs, has been tremendous, And other than the fumble that he had. That, oh, oh, I'm sorry, other than getting stuffed when Ross had bet on the Raiders. Um, but um, Jacobs has two-thirds of Oakland's rush yards. Their wide receiver is questionable. And because of all the injuries and the travel, I'm going to go ahead and lean to Houston. Uh, wow, that's interesting. Um, I can see that. But I kind of like the way the Raiders have been playing. Uh, I just That number is not enough for me. I would lean Oakland, though, for sure, getting the six and a half points, but I'm going to pass the game. Ross, the other Bay Area team, the 49ers, are at home, and they are five and a half point favorites to the Carolina Panthers. Total in this one is 41 and a half. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game. 
Really interesting game. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Carolina off a bye. Not totally sure what to expect. The Niners are still kind of beat up, but they're really good up front. And Kyle Allen showing us a little bit of a susceptibility when it comes to, you know, pressure and fumbling in the pocket. But I'm going to take Carolina. I'm going to put one unit on Carolina coming off a bye against the Niners team that's been on a run. Five and a half points. I like it, especially with the Niners still pretty beat up offensively. Yeah, I'm just checking on the status. It looks like both the tackles for the Niners are still out along with their fullback, Usyk. So I'll lean to Carolina as well. The concern, of course, is San Francisco certainly has that elite defense. They've held every opponent to 20 points or less. The only team to get 20 was Pittsburgh. The only reason Pittsburgh got 20 was because of the five turnovers San Francisco had in that game. A little concerned that um, Kyle Allen has fumbled six times already for Carolina, just a lean Carolina. Steve, the Denver Broncos at the Indianapolis Colts. Colts favored by six with a total of 43.5. So the spot favors Denver 10 days off to prepare off a horrible game where um, they're, um, they just got destroyed by Kansas City, even with Mahomes going out. However, the underlying stats of both teams are roughly equal year-to-date. Because of that, I'm going to lean to Denver in this game. All right, um, that's interesting. I'm I'm passing the game. I don't, you know, I don't like the mindset of the Broncos after they just traded Emmanuel Sanders. Kind of makes me wonder, you know, what they're thinking a little bit there, and how the players are reacting to that. So I'll just pass the game, especially since it's in Indy. Ross Clam Chowder and Peanut Butter Cookies for me this weekend in New England. They are 12.5-point favorites against the Cleveland Browns with a total of 46. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I haven't been there for a while. The Clam Chowder is so good there, Steve. And they have peanut butter cookies and, like, chocolate chip peanut butter cookies as big as your head. As big as your head, Steve. Oh, wow. Ross, for- for a guy that spends a whole lot of time reporting on the food and the press box and the like, one has to marvel at your svelte, non-NFL lineman-like body. How are you doing it? Um, because when I'm here, when I'm home, I eat pretty healthy, pretty clean. I do intermittent fasting and I work out at least one time a day. And then I... I I go pretty hard on the weekends uh, when I'm at these different buffets. As for this game, 12 and a half points is a lot. But I also feel like I just got burned by going against the Patriots. But they played Monday night. Browns off a bye. I'm going to regret it, Steve. I know I'm going to regret it. But I am putting a unit on the Browns, getting 12 and a half points, and hoping, thinking that they can keep this game close and surprise me like they did when they played in Baltimore. I know this is a good way to lose money by going with the uh, against the Patriots, but I'm doing it. I'm not going against the Patriots, especially when the Patriots have the 1984-85, excuse me, Chicago Bears defense seemingly. That defense for the Patriots now has two road shutouts. They've only given up the defense three touchdowns in seven Games, I could see this getting ugly for Baker Mayfield. I'm going to pass. 
Sunday Night Football has Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at Patrick Mahomes, who's obviously not playing, and the Kansas City Chiefs in a State Farm matchup for Sunday Night Football. Green Bay favored by four and a half points. Total is 48, Steve. Yeah, I like Kansas City plus the four and a half for two units. You know, this line, since the look at it, has moved eight points. The um, Kansas City was minus three and a half. Now they're plus four and a half. Well, eight points would be proper for Mahomes to Matt Moore if Mahomes had been healthy, but everyone knew Mahomes was not healthy when that line was put up at minus three and a half, and it had already been adjusted by two and a half points. So, yeah, it's possible Mahomes, a healthy Mahomes, is worth ten and a half to eleven points, but I don't think so. Whenever I get to that level of evaluation of one player, I just go ahead and hit the brakes and. Um, uh, I know Matt Moore completed one bomb to Tyreek Hill, and that was it against Denver. But he's been a capable uh, player in the NFL. He's an above-average backup. Because of that, I'm going to go ahead and put two units on Kansas City. Wow. Uh, that's interesting because I was really strongly considering going the other way. But now you now you give me a little bit of hesitation there, Steve. Um, I still think the Bron- uh, the Packers win the game by more than a touchdown. I just, I don't have a ton of faith in Matt Moore. The difference is, though, you know, Andy Reid now has had a week to kind of prepare him. It's a home night game in Kansas City. They'll be going crazy. I'm just going to lean Green Bay. I'm going to pass the game, lean Green Bay. Final game of the week, Ross, Monday Night Football. The Pittsburgh Steelers at home against the Miami Dolphins. Pittsburgh, favored in this one. How about that? 14 and a half points. Total is 43. I mentioned I will be on the sideline for this one. Mason Rudolph's back in. I'll tell you what, Fitzpatrick is too good to be given 14.5 points. I'm serious. Like, he he is too feisty. I like the Dolphins. Two units on the Dolphins getting 14.5 points. I'm sure they'll lose the game, but I just don't have faith that Mason Rudolph and the Steelers are going to put up that many points against the Dolphins. And I think Fitzpatrick will be able to put up some points. So I'll put two units on the Dolphins, getting the 14 and a half points. I, too, like the Dolphins. Two units for me as well. That Miami offense came to life with Fitz last week where they actually won the stats in their loss to Buffalo, won the yardage by 76. A couple turnovers on the minus side doomed them. And let's face it, Pittsburgh's not built to cover this kind of point spread. The team has yet to score more than 27 points. And you have to expect they're going to be careful with Rudolph back from concussion, probably looking to run the ball more. And if you look at the turnover table, Pittsburgh's plus five year-to-date. Miami's minus seven. So whenever I see a huge difference in turnovers, that's um, typically what that means is one team has been fortunate, one team has been unfortunate, and it's unlikely to continue. But it is reflected in the point spread like it should continue. So we got a best bet. I'm on Miami as well. The best bet. Excellent work, Steve. I'm telling you, I feel it. I'm feeling it. This is going to be the bounce back week. We are going to get back on track after one of those weeks where everything that could go wrong seemingly did go wrong. Uh, Speaking of going right, though, Yahoo Daily Fantasy. This is all kinds of right. They recently released a new 300K NFL baller contest with 30K going to first place. It's only $10 to enter. You got to check it out. Yahoo Daily Fantasy Football has new contests every week with guaranteed cash prizes. So 
even if you don't score a perfect lineup, you can still walk away from a game with a little cashola. Get started now at yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. That's yahoo.com slash daily fantasy. When you make your first deposit, use promo code POD25 for $25 in free play. That's POD25 promo code for $25 in free play. Why not? $25 in free play sounds pretty good to me. Just like another winning week sounds pretty good to me. Hopefully we will get back on track for you dudes. That'll do it for the Even Money Podcast for this week. Remember, you can also check out the Raw Sucker Football Podcast today where we've got Andrew Brandt with some terrific insight into the Sam Darnold microphone thing, all the trades going on in the NFL. Make sure you listen to that. And both episodes of the Fantasy Feast podcast have posted, so you can get in on that as well. Other than that, I think we're done here. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.